You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach. Happy New Year. Let's get into it. Before we start the show today, i got to say a big-time thank you to Brigadier General, uh, to Nate Hensler, the Brigadier General himself. They get um, awesome beard oils and supplements. Um, it's all I use in my beard at this point. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it also is really good for your skin, really good for your face. Um, and he promises, Nate Hensler promises, that he will always... Take away that cost of shipping so that all you're doing is paying for his fantastic product. Now, if you're looking for a good beard oil, if you want to take good care of those lovely facial locks, make sure you find Brigadier General at facebook.com slash general or at google.sites.com forward slash general. Buy your beard oils and beard supplements today from the Brigadier General. I've been using uh, Whiskey Barrel the last couple of weeks because Deep in the Woods is almost gone, uh, but they've got all kinds of awesome flavors and scents. Um, it's good stuff, and it'll make you look good, too. Um, I mean, seriously, if you've got a beard and you're not taking care of it, you got to do that. It looks nasty. Otherwise, you can look great. Uh, the other sponsor for this podcast, I'm going to make sure I put their um, advertisement at the end of the show, is Christopher Disciples. Pastor Paul Steinberg puts it together every single day. If you're somebody with kids or you work with kids um, or you just want to <laughs> be prepared for someday when you have them, uh, it's a great opportunity for us to grow as men and women of God and be consciously thinking about um, what we're going to teach our kids about Jesus um, and about Christian living. Uh, so go check out Pastor Paul. Uh, keep him and his ministry in, your, in their prayers as well as they continue to grow their awesome new things going on in Milwaukee. Go check out Christ for Disciples and check out chaplains and schools in Milwaukee. All right, so today... We uh, are starting a new year, and last year about this time, I sat here and I said, I hate New Year's resolutions, and that has not changed. I still hate New Year's resolutions. I still think um, New Year's resolutions are inherently weak for a couple of reasons. Um, First of all, New Year's resolutions inherently mean that you wait until New Year's to start them, Um, and if you're willing to wait to start your resolution, if you're willing to wait to make things better or put it off, then you're probably not going to actually stick to it in the long run. At least for me, I know that's definitely the truth for myself. That's definitely the case for my own self. Uh, the second thing is, a lot of times coming off the holidays, uh, we start reflecting on life, we start thinking about things, we get all emotional, and we make emotional decisions. And emotional decision-making very rarely will result in like real lasting change. So you see pictures of yourself at family dinner. You're like, man, I really don't like the way I look in those pictures. I'm going to make changes right now. But sooner or later, you're going to, you know, in the middle of March, are you really still going to be all that motivated to eat healthy and to work out, even though nobody's taking pictures of you all the time? Or maybe it's just like uh, knee-jerk reaction stuff. You're seeing things online. Everybody's talking about changes. Everybody's talking about New Year's resolutions. It's really easy to say, I'm going to do it. But are you really committing to it? A rational decision, which is what's required to make a real change, Um, is far more important than being emotionally charged and involved. Uh, The third reason I'm not a big fan of (laughs) New Year's resolutions is that I confidently believe that real men, uh, people who really want to grow and improve and be better men, are going to be constantly making changes every single day. Now, there are seasons in life 
um, where we should be reflective and where we're more reflective than other seasons of life. And we start to make changes and, and we decide what we want to do moving forward and, and we look at ourselves and self-examine. But that should be happening on a daily basis as well. And if you're seeing things in your life that you're not happy with, that you don't like, you should be dealing with those things as they come up, not waiting until the end of the year uh, to deal with them. But I also understand that for a lot of people, this is that season uh, where you get a chance to reflect and kind of step back a little bit and think about what's going on in your life. And it's a great opportunity to, to restart and to start moving forward. Um, and that's why I'm not too super critical on uh, New Year's resolutions. And if you want to do New Year's resolutions, more power to you. But I'm not because I like to keep those changes going all year round. Uh, for me personally, as a teacher and having been a teacher for a long time, even now as a student, the time that I usually do my reflecting and really make what probably would qualify as New Year's resolutions is at the end of the school year in the summertime. At the beginning of the summer, all of a sudden I've got that time on my hands. I get a chance to reflect and decide you know, what uh, I want to do with my life going forward. And that's been a really big part of my growth over the last couple of years as I've um, things have started to change and as I've uh, as we said um, started to pursue that masculinity that I that I hope for uh, started trying to be the man after God's own heart that we all ought to want to be those big changes for me started in like 2018 2019 when I really got serious about saying hey what is God's plan for my life uh, what should my relationship with my heavenly father look like and it became really apparent to me that my relationship with Jesus wasn't what I wanted it to be I wanted to grow in my spiritual disciplines. I wanted to grow as a man of God. And the first thing you got to do is get to know Jesus better. So my focus is for that 2018, 2019 time there uh, were three things. First, to grow spiritually. So I uh, started um, writing down everything I prayed for every day. I was recording my prayers every single day. So I was prayer journaling, basically. Um, I was reading through sections of the Bible. I decided I was going to read the sections of the Bible I've never read before. And I was really conscious about what I was reading. That's the time of my life where I started doing the uh, one proverb every day and one psalm every day before I do my daily Bible reading. All that stuff started in 2018, 2019 when I wanted to grow spiritually. And I started reading a lot of books about... Um, Christianity as well, like Mere Christianity, um, Orthodoxy, all those different books that talk directly about the Christian doctrine, because I wanted to know God as he really is, not how I imagine him. And I wanted to know God as he really is, not how he was presented to me by other men. Um, and that was proved to be a very fruitful thing, and it became clear to me as I got to know Jesus better, that I needed to work on humility, that I wasn't being humble. And uh, particularly in 2018, now I guess it was like 2019, 2020, particularly I wanted to express humility and like resignation to God's plan. Uh, in other words, instead of me saying what I want to do and chasing my dreams and my goals, I wanted to let God lead. So taking a step back and letting God lead where he wanted me to go um, and let him take the wheel, if you will, um, and uh, really lead me. And so... It was a big part. Like Every single day I was praying for humility. Every single day I was asking God to show me how to be humble from one day to the next. Um, and my relationships got better, both you know with the people around me and with my students. And my relationship with my Heavenly Father got better too because I started to listen. I started to care more about others than I do about myself. Uh, I certainly haven't arrived there. It's not like I'm some picture of wonderful humility at this point. Um, but I have 
been able to, by the grace of God, um, put down a lot of my pride and selfishness um, and start pursuing that. And that's really what ended up happening. Uh, that's kind of why I ended up becoming a, a, a student again, is uh, I stopped thinking about what I want to get out of life and started asking those questions like, Lord, what do you have laid out for me? What are the good things that you have laid before me to do? And that's why I'm here studying to be a pastor. Um, so this year then, I, like I said, I'm not doing New Year's resolutions. So these things started actually in like June and July. Uh, but for this year, my big emphasis, I kind of chose one word, was stewardship. Um, and, and I really integrity along with that stewardship. And I think those two things do go hand in hand really well. Uh, because stewardship really is, at a basic level, using the resources that God has given you to fulfill the desires that he's laid on your heart. God gives us desires. He gives us motives. He gives us you know, a plan, a path to walk, and he even gives us the opportunity to choose what things we're going to pursue. Um, but he does in build into us when he create when he created us. He built into each one of us, you know, desires and, and you know, things that we enjoy and all that kind of stuff um, to help guide the path that we will one day take. Um, and so I really had to sit back and ask the question, who am I and who do I want to be? Uh, and not in a selfish standpoint, because before it was like, I want to be a big time basketball coach and I want to be, you know, I want to change lives and blah, blah, blah. Well, I had to take a step back and say, actually, I just want to be a man who's totally in love with Jesus and I want to follow where he leads. Uh, and when I started talking like that and praying like that, some big things started to shift and change and my priorities changed a lot. And what I ended up doing actually is writing out, I don't know if it's a manifesto or what, I don't know what the right word would be. And if you're, if you're listening uh, on a podcast, you know, you can't see it, but I actually have this made up and it hangs in my kitchen right next to my kitchen sink. Um, it's, it's who I want to be and what I want to be. And here's what it says. My name is Charles Edward Ungemach and I seek to be a man after God's own heart. A wretched sinner, lost and condemned, I have been redeemed by the blood and death of my Savior, Jesus Christ. By his death and resurrection, I have been given new life and the opportunity to serve him faithfully as a citizen of the heavenly kingdom, of which, even now, I am a part. On the last day, when my Savior returns, he will take me to be with him forever, which is where I was always meant to be. So, that's my faith right there. It's my own creed, if you will. Um, it's a statement of who I am and what I'm about um, and what I believe right there. It's really concise, it's really clear, and it tells me everything I need to know about myself. Because that is who I am, I am also the son of a minister, the son of a soldier, the son of a warrior, and the son of an immigrant. It's important to remember where you come from if you're going to know where you're going. I am a friend to the friendless, a helper of the helpless, a guide to the lost, and a leader of men. Now that's how I want to serve. Um, I ask God to clearly guide me and lead me where he wants me to go, but I do have an idea of what I want to do with the future, and that's to be a friend of the friendless, a helper of the helpless, and a guide for the lost, and leader of men. And again, that reflects my prayer for humility. I was asking God to make me humble, um, and like I said, I'm not perfectly humble, um, but if I really was truly, completely, and totally humble, I would also be all those things all the time. I am a friend, I already read that, I am a faithful, thoughtful student and lifelong learner, especially right now in this phase of life, <laughs> I actually am a student, but even if I wasn't going to school, I'm reading books, I'm learning, I'm trying to be a better man every single day and get to know Jesus better every single day. And finally, I am a devoted husband, loving father, loyal friend, and beloved brother and son. Now, some of you guys uh, are going to notice right away, especially if you know me well, I am not married and I don't have any children, so why would I put 
I am a devoted husband, loving father, loyal friend, beloved brother, and son. Because I want to know exactly where I'm going. I want to know exactly where I'm going and I want to be prepared for it. Now, obviously, you're never going to be perfectly prepared for that day when you tie the knot. You're never going to be perfectly prepared for that day when children come into the world and they share your bloodline. But you can do things right now as a young man that are going to shape and mold the man you will be when those moments arise. And so the question I ask myself is, what would that guy be doing in this situation? Uh, when I started asking my que- that question, the big thing that came to my heart personally was integrity. And I haven't been, I haven't had as much integrity as I wish I did, um, and in particularly in three categories. Sexual integrity, financial integrity, and relationship integrity. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm a virgin, and you also know that when I was younger, I struggled a lot with pornography. I'm not an active porn user. I'm not an active masturbator, if that is the right term. I'm sorry if that offends you, but it's a real thing. It affects almost every single man, both in and outside of the church. Well over 80% of men between the ages of 18 and 35, over 80% of those men use pornography at least once a month. And the largest demographic of men, or the largest demographic of porn consumers are middle-aged men, Um, which is a terrifying thing, but it also is something that says it's a signal that we need to deal with it as a church and as a church community. And so it's a real thing that we need to talk about as men. Uh, so for me personally, it wasn't necessarily stopping watching hardcore pornography, but I wasn't happy with what I was looking at on social media. I wasn't happy with some of the movies I was watching. I wasn't happy with the way I was treating some of the people around me and even just thinking about the people around me. So I decided, hey, this is something big that I want to change. Um, and so for uh, this phase of life right now that I'm in, um, I've signed up for Confident Eyes, which I've talked about before on this podcast as well. So I got a couple of buddies that see screenshots of what I'm doing on my computer and my phone every single day, and they can hold me accountable. And if those screenshots don't appear, they can even email me and ask, hey, man, why is that? Uh, why why don't we have any data from the last couple of days? Uh, the other fun thing is you can kind of see sometimes they've caught me on video dates and stuff like that because <laughs> they see the and they ask me questions about it. It's a great way to stay in each other's lives and to stay accountable. And it's cheap too. I want to say it's like $12.99 a month. It's a great resource to use. Another resource that I've added to my uh, library right now, I guess, is uh, Brain Buddy. Now, Brain Buddy is a rewiring app, if that makes sense. Uh, basically, when you watch porn, when you masturbate, um, when you take part in those compulsive uh, activities, well, basically what you're doing is you're ruining your brain's ability to process dopamine. And so you've got like this dopamine malfunction going on in your head, and you get, instead of being rational about watching porn and sex and, and masturbation and all that kind of stuff, it gets you back into your reptilian brain, and you are unable to be rational about it. That's kind of what Paul's talking about in the book of Romans when he says, it's no longer, I if I, if I am sinning and I don't want to sin, then it must not be me who's doing it. It must be sin that lives within me that's doing it. Well, at this point, if, you're, if you've been abusing uh, sex in any of these ways, that's really what's happening is you're uh, letting sin just foster and grow inside your brain and inside your heart. So what you need to do is you need to rewire those synapses, and Brain Buddy's a great way to do that. Um, it'll start out by giving you an assessment, tell you kind of what you need to do to move forward. 
And that's a great accountability piece. Every single day, it gives me exercises to complete uh, that help me keep my head straight, um, remember what my goals are, remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and then at the end of every day, it gives me an assessment so I can report what's going on. It keeps track of my statistics. It encourages me if I fall. Um, and it gives, there's even a social piece of it, too, so you can encourage other people. I can't sing its praises enough, and it's only 15 bucks a month. It's a wonderful resource. Um, it really has been life-changing for me. Uh, I really love it, and I enjoy it. The third thing, and I've talked about this about 100 times before too, is I really limit the time I spend on social media. I don't keep social media on my phone. Um, I don't, you know... I just don't spend a lot of time on social media because it's too much of a temptation for me personally. Maybe someday that'll change, but right now I don't um, because I want to have integrity. Uh, and so I know some of my friends have gone through and been really uh, adamant about changing the way that their streams look. Uh, I haven't even done that. I just pretty much eliminate it from my life because I know I can't really handle it. Uh, the second thing was financial in, uh, integrity. I've never been good at budgeting uh, and I've been really bad at paying back my debt. Uh, so those have been really big things um, as we move forward. And the biggest thing that stands in the way of that for me oftentimes is just vanity. Uh, just stepping back and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter how I look. It doesn't matter what it looks like. The most important thing is integrity. Um, so having a budget and sticking to it is a big thing for this year um, and not being vain about myself, the car I drive, the clothes I wear, all that kind of stuff. That's been huge for me too. The third one and last one, I don't want to hold you too long here. So the third one and the last one is relationship integrity. This might sound kind of weird to say out loud, um, but it, it is a real thing. I was not happy with uh, some of my relationships with other people. I felt like I was giving some people a lot of lip service, but not actually acting out um, my love for them. And for other people, I was acting out my love for them all the time, but I wasn't ever telling them how I feel about them, telling them why I find them valuable, telling them why I care so much about them. Uh, so uh, my kind of slogan for myself was, say it with your actions and show it with your words. And I know that's flip-flopped, but I, I like it that way. It helps me remember it. Um, and it's been a huge, huge blessing to me is, um, especially with the people that are in my daily life that I sometimes take for granted, making sure that every day I show it with my words and say it with my actions. Uh, the second thing that I, again, with social media, is I realized that I know a whole lot of things about people that I've never actually met. Like, I can spit back to you sports statistics. I can tell you what different, like, celebrities online are doing all the time and what their kids are doing, but I don't actually know anything about some of my friends. And so controlling my inputs has been a huge thing, um, both making sure that positive inputs are coming in, but also making sure that the content I'm consuming all the time, especially if I am on social media or if I'm watching TV or whatever it might be, making sure the, the information I'm consuming, the media I'm consuming, um, his regards to people that I actually care about and love and people that actually have an impact on my day-to-day -day life. Um, and those have been huge things for me. So my encouragement to you is to do the same thing. It's time. This is a, probably a great opportunity for you, especially if you're a college student, to sit back and reflect a little bit. Think about who you want to be, what you want to be, maybe even write it out like I did, and start thinking about what would the man I want to be be doing if he was in my situation. Because there's no reason you can't be the man you want to be. Um, it just starts right now with effort and with time and with getting after it right now and chasing after your identity as a man of God. So go be the man that God created you to be. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. 
If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com.